Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. The podcast is not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write, which is not very frequently, because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Today I want to be talking to you about how God turns out beauty from our yielded devastation. And when I say devastation, I am covering the gamut of things that have been done to us, things that we have done, sins. We have committed areas of weakness, our insecurities, any number, any and all encompassing uh, difficulties and trials that we've experienced in our lives. I want to again read that statement to you because it's been really just very helpful to me over the, the last couple weeks, especially this last week really thinking about it um, and the depth of it and what it encompasses, God turns out beauty from our yielded devastation. And so I want you to think about it this way. We all have stuff. And you hear that all the time, even in secular uh, radio, in secular podcasting, in secular motivational speeches, everyone is always quick to admit, well, nobody's perfect. We've all got stuff. We've all got baggage. But I think that we, uh, as believers, we get so focused on the fact that we have stuff that we work to maybe heal, but never address the stuff because Maybe there's too much of it. Maybe it's too terrible seeming. Maybe we're just completely blind to be able to identify specific stuffs that we need to have the Lord heal. But then again, this phrase, God turns out beauty from our yielded devastation. We all have devastation. We all have something that we wish wasn't there in our past and maybe even in our present. Probably both. I know when I think of my life, I can think of absolutely there are things going on right now that I wish weren't going on. God turns out beauty from our yielded devastation. Okay, so he turns out beauty. That's implying that the Lord doesn't change our devastation as much as he uses our devastation. And then he turns out beauty from our yielded 
devastation. So if you yield something, if you if you picture a yield sign when it's properly followed in the rules of the road, it doesn't necessarily mean that someone comes to a complete stop, but it means that they come to enough of a stop where if there is another car, they are going slow enough, they are stopped enough to where they will be able to safely come to a complete stop so that they avoid an accident. If you picture that in spiritual terms, yielding something is going slow enough to where you pick up on the fact that God is requiring something or God is wanting something. God is asking you to do something. He's asking you to give up something. He's asking you to pay attention to something. And so when we look at God turning out beauty from our yielded devastation, we oftentimes in our journey to healing, we want either the healing or we want to quickly bypass our devastation to get, you know, to the healing. We may acknowledge it's there, but we don't want to go deep and yield it. Because when you yield something, you are giving it over. You're uncovering it. You're, um, you could picture undressing it. You know, when our, when our sin is kept in the quiet, even if we confess it to the Lord, it still is different to quickly confess something, you know, Lord, I'm sorry I was jealous today, or I'm sorry that I you know, had that lustful thought, or I'm sorry that I, you know, told that quick lie or whatever. And we, we just move past it and we accept that forgiveness that it gives us, but we never go deep and really yield that devastation. Or maybe it's some form of a trauma where, you know, we are addressing, yes, I was abused. Yes, I was molested. Yes, I was abandoned, whatever. But instead of uncovering it, of yielding it, of giving it over in completeness to the Lord, we like to stay on that very surface level if we address it at all. And then we like to accept his forgiveness. We like to accept his, you know, his covering. We like to accept his encouragement, his healing, his promises, all of those things. But we don't like to go deep into our devastation which of course is is very elementary. No one likes to go deep into why they did something or what the root of the issue is or to address what really took place when something was being done to you that was traumatic or something you experienced. But I would like you to consider that the deepest forms of healing come from inside of ourselves, being able to realize the devastation that we have, realize the effect that it's had on us, whether it's been done to us or we are the ones doing it, or there's often a combination of both, and realize that we need to yield our devastation, and yielding our devastation means We need to expose the underlying things that maybe we don't even know are there. And well, you may say, well, how can I address it if I don't know it's there? I think it's more 
not not knowing it's there, like it's just not there and we don't know it, like there's nothing blind. I think it's more that as we stay on a surface level with the Lord, then we can shut out and shut off different parts of ourselves that if we were just to examine a little bit more, we'd see them very clearly. It's like opening up the door to the pantry that's stocked full of canned goods and bags of flour and noodles and everything. And if you open it super quick and you shut it again, well, who knows what's in there? But if you were to open the pantry door and to turn on a light and to look with intentionality, and to start at the top shelf of the pantry and go through each canned good and take stock and inventory of what you have and what you need, then you would be able to see what was there. So it's not necessarily that we really have no idea what's there or people will say, well, I just, I just don't feel or I just can't blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not that we can't as much as it's painful. It's hard. It takes work. And maybe this sounds like something I've said a lot, and and it may be. But I want to really hit home to you that your devastation in your life, and again, this is any form of devastation, any form of insecurity, any form of pain, trial, suffering, temptation, sin, lack, loss, failure, embarrassment, shame, any form of that, the Lord doesn't A, want to or B, need to change it. See, we think that being healed is being cleaned up in the sense of we move away from who we were or or what happened to us or, or the sins that we were committing. And in one sense, we do. We move uh, away from it, we, we we move away from it to the sense of we are not overtaken by it, overpowered by it, we're not living in bondage to it. But friend, the interesting thing is that we think we have to just dissolve our past and our devastation from, you know, any form of, of light or life. And, and that's not accurate. Healing doesn't take place because somehow what happened to you doesn't exist anymore, or you did enough good so that it canceled out the bad, or, you know, you've lived enough as a normal person that you don't have to remember the crazy anymore, or you've figured out how to have a healthy relationship so the bad relationships that you had, they're not important. As people, as, as people created in the image of God, All of our lives matter. All of the parts of our lives matter. Even the very painful parts. And the very painful parts, the Lord, when he works, when he heals, when he restores, he doesn't take away what we've experienced. He doesn't take away the loss or the, or the, um, the damage or the, the terribleness of something, because that would be counterproductive. That would be saying that, that the bad things in life would just disappear as we lived better things. And, and the neat thing about the gospel, the neat thing about the good news, the neat thing about Jesus is 
all of the parts of us are important. Yes, the sins that are forgiven are important. The, the past pain that we experience is important and it will always be painful. We, we think that when we heal, we have to divorce ourselves from who we were. And I would, I would ask you to consider the fact that everything you've experienced, everything that you've gone through, every part of your broken life is important. And that the gospel doesn't need to cancel out the pain that we've experienced. It doesn't need to somehow diminish it in order to provide us with healing and with hope. No, the hope is that God can enter in to these very terrible and painful times and he can turn out beauty from it. It's the fact that even the most dreadful sin, the most dreadful loss, the most terrible situations and circumstances cannot diminish the power of God over these things. His power is so great that it can go into the heart of very terrible and painful situations and it turns out good from those very terrible situations. It doesn't change them. It doesn't erase them. And part of healing, friend, part of healing is to realize that you as an entire person, you as an entire person, all of your cumulative experiences, struggles, trials, successes, gifts, they all are important and they all go together and they are woven together and there is out of it is you. And if you were to take away one of those experiences, even the most painful experience, if you were to wipe it out, that piece of who you've become would also be gone because that is the way it works. You can't just make something not exist and have there not be a consequence of that. And we think in healing that we have to get over or get away from who we were or what we've experienced. And I would beg to differ. I would beg to say to you, when beg to say it, but I would want to say to you that all of you is important. All of the collective experiences that you have had matter. And even Jesus doesn't wipe them away. The fact that he allows them to remain with his redemptive purposes going into them and outflowing is this beautiful, beautiful redemptive hope. But Jesus doesn't change what we've been through. He doesn't take it away because it's important and it matters. And not only is it your testimony, but if you were to really open that door to that pantry and look at, although maybe that situation was hard or painful or embarrassing, or you lost a lot when you went through it, look at it with the lenses on, with the glasses on of what you gained. Who did you impact or who can you impact because of what you went through? What did that hurt cause you to see about yourself and your needs that you can use to see the other people in the world and their other people in the world and their needs? 
What did the people that hurt you or the people that you hurt, what did they show you about yourself? What did they show you about them? See, these are things that when you really stop and you look at them and you evaluate them, you will see that although something may be very terrible and painful, doesn't mean that it can't be used. Doesn't mean that it needs to be forgotten. It needs to be looked at through the redemptive lens of what Jesus did on the cross and what Jesus is doing now in your life as he heals you. You need to be able to love yourself as Jesus loves you and as Jesus has loved you. And the love of Jesus is able to cover a multitude of sins, but it also is powerful enough to be able to see the redemptive purposes that are taking place in a terrible situation, but it also sees the value of all of the collective experiences together. You aren't just a good, loved person with worth and value when you get to a certain point of togetherness enough, you're healed enough, you're doing it right enough. No, you were a valuable person to God in the midst of your depravity, in the midst of that pit you were in, in the midst of that sin. And so all the more reason why the struggle that you had in the past or the terrible thing you've experienced is worth bridging and using in your in your new life as you become more and more healed and more mature because all of you has always been important and the new you didn't need the healing it was the old you that did the new you is living the healing but the old you is what needed healing So if you look at yourself and you cancel out a part of it because it's ugly or because people might not understand or people might not like it, you're canceling out a piece of you that that isn't recoverable any other way. All of us, individual people, all of us are important the whole way through our story. We don't need to be intimidated by the past failures and pain. We don't need to view it as something to get rid of, of something to quiet and package up and never to be thought of again. You need to understand that all of you has always been worth loving because Jesus determined As it says in John 3, 16, for he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus so loved the world, he already decided it. And it never had anything to do with you being good enough. And if you weren't good enough back in your sin, you're certainly not good enough now in your healing. But the fact that Jesus says that he so loved the world, he so loved you, And he loves you now, but he also loved you then. And this whole podcast is about how to walk in radical faith and full submission to God. It isn't about how to walk with approval from man. And it isn't how to walk looking the best and having the best and sounding the best. And so I want to encourage you today 
you as an entire collective person with all of the parts of you that make you you are important. Not only are they important, but they don't need to be hidden. Your whole redemptive story, although it may not move everyone, it may not be found favorable in everyone's eyes, your story is important and it is created with great intricacy just as you are. There is not another story like yours. There are similar stories, but your story stands alone. And if you take away part of yourself for whatever the reason, it's a part that can't be recovered somewhere else. Just because there are lots of people that have struggled with drug addiction doesn't mean that your story is somehow diminished. Your story is your story. Your story, all of it, is powerful and in the hands of God. And your yielded devastation, he will turn out beauty from it. Part of healing is learning to love yourself. I'm not talking about self-centered love, of course. And we'll address this more in, in different episodes coming up. But loving yourself and seeing the worth and the value that God has put inside of you. Because he said that you have worth and value. And realizing that that encompasses your entire life, not just bits and pieces of the better parts of it. But because you are alive, because God created you, your life has value. And there was never a moment that it didn't have value. Even in sin, we are valuable to God. God loves people. He loves us. He pursues us when we stray. He's pursuing you. And he's not pursuing you because of your own righteousness. He's pursuing you because he has determined that people have value and worth to him. And he loves you. And as you heal, part of the, the, what you can do to help yourself heal is to come to terms that who you are is okay. And more than okay, who you are has great value and worth to the Father. And as you heal, you don't need to be riddled and cower back in shame over the past or over what is still lies ahead of you to be overcome. You need to see that collectively you have worth and value. And all of your story that is yielded to the Lord will He will turn out beauty from it. Be encouraged today, friend. Life is hard, but God is greater. And he is so worth following. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to this podcast and tell all your family and friends about it. I so look forward to meeting with you every week. Be sure to reach out and let me know if you have any prayer requests, comments, or questions or if you would like to be a guest or know of someone that would be a good guest for this show, you can reach me on the web at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com or on social media, Facebook and Instagram to be exact at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. And also reach out on the webpage on the Contact Me tab, under the Contact Me tab. If you are interested in having me come to your speaking event, I am taking inquiries for the 2021 summer season. I look forward to seeing you next time. 
I look forward to reading all of your questions, your prayer requests, and comments. God being with you, friends. I'll see you next time.